0: It's Cofield and Company.
1: No one, and I mean no one, is going to outwork this guy. The man has unstoppable energy.
0: Steve Cofield. We like Steve. (laughs) But we don't love Steve. It's Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield. On ESPN
2: Las Vegas. And we know it because we feel it in our bones.
1: Friday, big day of football talk, no conflict Friday, well, that went went out the window a couple of minutes ago, Ari is here, Steve Cofield, Adam Candy is the company, a busy day of going through the entire NFL, getting ready for the Bears, and the Raiders, uh, I bet the Bears the other day, and I don't want to bet necessarily against quirky situations around teams, but I already did the same, betting the Titans against the Jaguars, and we'll explain why there's some quirky situations developing around the Las Vegas Raiders as they get ready for a big weekend against the Bears. Let's do it.
0: It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA.
1: All right, we come out of the gates. I do want to hit a couple of injury notes, and we're five minutes away from telling you about the uh, bombshell story around one John Gruden, which is sad and depressing, and also perplexing, based on the explanation. First of all, Candy, how you doing, buddy? One foot in front of the other, bud. One foot in front of the other. So let's get into, first of all, the setup for the Raiders game, which didn't really didn't need any sort of distractions. The Raiders are already up against it from an injury standpoint and personnel standpoint. Uh, injuries, the updates today include the uh, bad news that They will be down two of their cornerbacks, so Trayvon Mullen and his backup Damon Arnett are out, so that means you're looking at smaller guys and young guys who will have to play on that island at times at cornerback, will have to fill the slot responsibility, so that ain't good, and we'll get into the angle of Justin Fields, and if he can actually do some damage, can he hurt the Raiders, but uh, right out of the gates... Uh, This is a defense that has played a little bit better this year, but this is not good when you're testing the depth chart this much, Candy.
3: Well, you have to look at what the Raiders have in terms of what's behind these guys because Damon Arnett is someone who has struggled mightily. I mean, absolutely mightily uh, for the first uh, few games of this season, and Trayvon Mullen's been okay. Uh, It's really been Casey Hayward who's been leading this secondary. Nate Hobbs has done an admirable job, too. And as much as we look at it and say, wow, Damon Arnett, oh, my God, he's getting burned out there. The Raiders coaches believe that Damon Arnett is better than someone on this roster. That's why he's out there. And so if that's the case, then you have to start questioning what's there in the depth. A lot of guys are going to have, you know, what we will look like and see his targets on their backs. And what I'm sure the coaches look like is opportunity for them.
1: The O-line's going to have some big changes, or are they big changes? Is moving from right tackle to right guard that big a change? Alex Leatherwood will move inside now after a rough go the first four weeks.
3: You know, when it comes to offensive line development, believe it or not, I'm not the foremost authority uh, (laughs) on the earth, but I did uh, look at the thoughts of Ted Wynn, who follows the Raiders for the Athletic, does some great film breakdowns, and was saying, This is the sort of thing that is going to hurt Alex Leatherwood's development in the long term, uh, going into guard. Not necessarily which side he's on, but moving inside to guard at at a much different position. And, you know, there's a difference between John Gruden wanting to win now and what he has to do with the line for the short term versus the long term. Short term, you got to get Alex Leatherwood off right tackle. He's been abysmal. He has the worst grade of any rookie tackle, I believe, from pro football focus, at least over the last 15 years uh through this point of the season long term it would make more sense to let him
1: fight through it but the raiders can't afford that well no one can this is not a long-term situation (laughs) maybe more so after the last 90 minutes or so (laughs) this is a win now
3: well we'll get to uh we'll get to what the situation is right now i thought we
1: were uh i thought we were in the football purity uh beginning of the show here well uh news came down uh late in the one o'clock hour that uh Again, we got another case of someone speaking like a fool. Sad stuff. I don't know why you would say this. The explanation, I don't get it. But uh, John Gruden apparently uh, on an email thread now 10 years ago threw out a racial trope, which maybe he does that all the time. Maybe he stopped doing it. Maybe that was his norm years ago. I have no idea. It seems bizarre to me, but it was in reference to... uh, Demora Smith, the head of the NFL Players Association, and it's gross, and frankly, anyone I've I've seen a lot of reactions to. It. People are like, I don't I don't get it. Like you get it, okay, you get it, or you're stupid. Stop. So this is the way it went down. An email sent in July of 2011. You know, the NFL and the union were battling in a labor dispute. Um, I think in this case. Around the time uh, the league was ready to go, the players either delayed or didn't vote on something. So Gruden decided to send an email to, of all you know, of all guys. Well, it's actually a, a you know a former coworker in Bruce Allen. Now, kind of put this together before we read what the email actually said. Uh, Bruce Allen was working with you know what we used to call the Redskins. Uh, now they're the football team, and. That email, like if people are thinking, email from 10 years ago, who cares? How did this get discovered? What is snitch, you know, cancel culture? Well, there's an investigation being done on the Washington organization. So, guess what? They're going through emails and they found this Gruden email. I'm sure he never thought about this again. I hope he doesn't, I hope he didn't think this way since. I have no idea if he does or doesn't, but seems kind of fishy. But in the email, he decided to call Demoris Smith, Dumboris Smith. He said, Dumboris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. As Yahoo describes it, large lips are often used as a trope in anti-black cartoons and other imagery. And again, this was an email sent to Bruce Allen, who uh, also worked with the Raiders at one time. And it did come up in this investigation into the workplace misconduct in the Washington organization. Did you see John Gruden's explanation? I did. Okay. Uh, I think it's probably worth going
3: through it before we react to it, though, because we've got to give him a shot here. Yes. Do
1: you have it in front of you? Um, I can have I it do. in front of me yes. momentarily. He says, I'm really sorry. Uh, the write-up says Gruden said he'd been angry at the time because of the lockout and didn't trust the direction of the players led by Smith Uh, where they were going in negotiations. He said he has in the past referred to people he believes to be lying as, quote, rubber lips. And that he took it, quote, too far. He said, I was upset. I used a horrible way of explaining it. Wait, is this this explanation or back then? Uh, He says, I don't think he's dumb. Talking about Demora Smith. I don't think he's a liar. I don't have a racial bone in my body, and I've proven that for 58 years. Uh, in subsequent comments, this according to the Yahoo write-up, uh, comments to Vic Tafer, our buddy who works at The Athletic, Gruden said that he will take accountability for the email, while reiterating, though, that he does not remember writing it. So,
3: Cofield, if we're going to go through Gruden's explanation here, let's leave the remark on the side for a second. Um, Every way in which John Gruden reacted to this suggests maybe don't answer the phone because he starts with, certainly I will take accountability for it if it was on my email. Okay, we've all had someone apologize to us and say, well, if I offended you. No, you know you did. You know, you hurt me, you know, you offended me, right? So that's one thing. Um, He says, I was upset. Is that any way of explaining away what you did? Um, Does anyone care if you were upset, if you were happy, if you were, you know, joyful when you sent it? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter for a second. And then we go on to, uh, I mean, the only thing that was missing from this was I have lots of black friends he said, I don't have a racial bone in my body and I've proven that for 58 years. Well, here's the thing. Whatever you think you did for 58 years, this was part of it. And if this was part of it, then it doesn't matter what bone you have in your body. Uh, Not only did you do this, you also felt comfortable sending it in an email. And by the way, just as a side note for Bruce Allen, yeah. What's going on with Bruce Allen that John Gruden felt comfortable sending him? Right. This? Just
1: follow it away. Just two pals talking like we always talk. I hope not. Again, an email sent by John Gruden 10 years ago, angry over the labor dispute, talking about the NFLPA chief, Demora Smith. He emailed, Dumboris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. We'll get the NFL reaction and Smith's reaction on the way back.
0: Nova Home Loans brings you trending at three. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. <laughs>
3: This is a significant night because Russell wasn't able to finish to the second half. He's got a badly sprained finger that, you know, we need to figure out what well, work to be done in, in, in assessing all of that. Uh, Russell's one of the great healers of all time, and he'll do whatever he can to get back as soon as absolutely possible.
0: Now, back to Cofield and Company in the Findlay Toyota studio. Studio. studio.
1: Russell Wilson hurt last night on Thursday Night Football. Seahawks lose. And you can see the effect of uh, Geno Smith being on the field, who was okay, and then uh, well, I'll say made a mistake, but a receiver fell down as well. But Geno might be the guy for a while because uh, Jeremy Fowler of ESPN saying Seahawks are bracing for Russell Wilson to miss at least a month and possibly six to eight weeks. He has a ruptured middle finger tendon that likely requires surgery. So we'll follow that story as it develops. But the big story here is, in Las Vegas, and really the big story around the NFL, oh, boy, revolves around John Gruden and an email and comments from 10 years ago. We'll repeat it again. Uh, Gruden sending an email during a labor dispute to his buddy Bruce Allen with the Washington Redskins of the time, was uh, name-calling Demoris Smith by calling him dumb. Oris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. Uh, Gruden has apologized. He said that when he refers to people who are lying, he uses the term, quote, rubber lips, that he took it too far. I've never heard that term ever. Ever. Uh, The NFL, on the comments in the email from John Gruden, said, The email from John Gruden denigrating DeMora Smith is appalling, abhorrent, and wholly contrary to the NFL's values. We condemn the statement and regret any harm that its publication may inflict on Mr. Smith and anyone else. Uh, DeMar Smith, head of the Players Association, said this is not the first racist comment that I've heard, and it probably will not be the last. This is a thick-skinned job for someone with dark skin, just like it has always been for many people who look like me and work in corporate America. You know people are sometimes saying things behind your back that are racist, Uh, Just like you see people talk and write about you using thinly coded and racist language. Racism like this comes from the fact that I am at the same table as they are and they don't think someone who looks like me belongs. I'm sorry my family has to see something like this, but I would rather they know I will not let it define me. Hmm. All right. So where do we go from here, Candy? Where do we go from here?
3: Only one man can make that decision in the end if John Gruden is going to use words like if it was his email. Uh, And that's Mark Davis. And Mark Davis is caring for a legacy of Al Davis that, for whatever you feel about how Al Davis and the Raiders have operated, has definitely been at the forefront when it's come to diversity and inclusion. And when... When you look at this particular moment, the knee-jerk reaction feels like to say, how can he go on, right? Um, but that's up to Mark Davis and that's up to John Gruden. Um, and we look at what John Gruden said, and I struggle to see how he gets his locker room back.
1: Now, I was going to ask you, is it, is it up to is it up to his players as well? You know, does Mark Davis go to the players after John Gruden? By the way, while all the football prep is supposed to be done, I would guess that John Gruden would be and should be meeting and not do it, you know, Urban Meyer style, according to uh, sources. Urban Meyer did it to position groups. Uh, John Gruden probably needs to speak to everyone on the team one-on-one, and that's going to take a lot of time.
3: Well, what Urban Meyer did, in my opinion, is absolutely nothing compared to this news about john you
1: got what i'm saying how you, how you handle it but i keep, know but keep going oh, no. I, I know where you're
3: going oh uh, no, i i know and i think the the fact that the nfl has weighed in on this is going to in some way i want to say clear up but it's probably going to complicate the situation because the nfl is reviewing it for potential discipline according to vic taper taper so if the nfl is going to jump in and do its own discipline then that really does shift the onus back to the franchise. If the NFL suspends him for two, three, four games, a season, whatever the case might be, then it's up to Mark Davis to say, was that enough, right? It's like an NCAA school that that decides to self-report and impose its own punishments. And that might not look like nearly enough. It might not look like nearly enough because unlike the NCAA, the ultimate power here is with the club.
1: Mark Davis, uh, statement released in the last few minutes uh, up at Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders Twitter account, at Raiders. The content of an email regarding Demoris Smith from John Gruden when he worked for ESPN 10 years ago is disturbing and not what the Raiders stand for. We were first made aware of the email late yesterday by a reporter and are reviewing it along with other materials provided to us today by the NFL. We are addressing the matter with Coach Gruden, and we'll have no farther, uh, further comment at this time. That's a Mark Davis' statement. So we'll build on that. We're going to talk to NFL insider Hub Arkish, uh, get his early read on what the reaction is around the National Football League. So we got a firestorm here. The Bears are coming into town. It's supposed to be a giant weekend. Big celebration of the Bears fans hanging out. We got boxing in town. You got a WNBA game uh, in town. We got Shriners Golf on the West Side. And now this is overtaken a Friday at John Gruden with a, uh, a nasty email some 10 years ago
0: finley toyota they'll do anything to sell you a car no toyota problem is too tough too large or too small keep your toyota running like a toyota
2: i know some things about that guy nobody else knows you know he's one of my best friends in the whole world i love him he knows that it's no secret everyone knows how close we are that's not hidden in any way not only is he one of the best players living in the world today you know he's one of the best people And, um, you know, when that trade happened, it broke my heart. Like, golly, you know, I'm going to miss that guy.
0: Now, back to Coalfield and Company in the Finley Toyota studio. Yeah, I get what Derek Carr's
1: saying, talking about his old teammate, Khalil Mack, now with the Bears. Seeing him traded, broke his heart. You know, that's one thing. Uh, What John Gruden said in an email 10 years ago, that breaks a lot of hearts. It's uh, incredibly disappointing. I'm not in love with the explanation, Hub Arcus has covered the NFL for a long time, and there's been uh, plenty of PR disasters and blunders around this league. I wonder how they're going to handle this. I wonder what Mark Davis is going to do. I wonder what John Gruden is going to do from here. We've seen Hell Urban Myers I think five times this week, so I'm not sure that Gruden uh, just gets to move on. In fact, I know he doesn't just get to move on on this one. Hub, it's Steve and Adam here in Vegas. How are you?
4: i'm good how you guys doing Uh, we're
1: good i mean obviously sideswiped by this uh, crazy story from you know uh just in the last two hours wall street journal with this email uh give me your initial reaction to seeing the words of john gruden talking about demora smith
4: Uh, my initial reaction was i can't believe that john gruden could be that stupid and that inappropriate Uh, you know it it is just you know, beyond offensive uh, to, to anybody. You know, who cares about their fellow man? Uh, I, I'm not a DeMarie Smith fan. I, I think he's been one of the worst things that ever happened to the Players Association. But uh, to, to bring race into it, I mean, uh, I, I just don't know how it could be more inappropriate. I can't imagine what what John Gruden's players are thinking right now. Yeah. And, and and I think the answer is obvious. This this demands uh, suspension, serious fine, all of the above. Um, and that's from the league, and, and, and my guess is that they'll be talking to Mark Davis. You know, once everything is verified, I haven't heard any denials, so we assume uh, that it's accurate. Uh, I assume that, that, that Roger Goodell will talk to Mark Davis and, and probably give him uh, the option of stepping up first. But uh, anything short of a significant suspension and fine, I can't imagine. And I'm not sure that his job isn't on the line. I mean, that, that's how offensive this is.
1: What do you think Mark Davis will do after, you know, consulting with the National Football League? What do you think Mark Davis's reaction will be? He sent out a statement and just said, we're looking into it, but, you know, long range, what's he going to do?
4: Well, he's not going to fire him because of the contract. Uh, you know, now, now there there is probably a morals clause in the contract, but nobody wants to get to fighting all that stuff. And and you're still talking about, what, $50 million bucks, you, you know, so, um, uh, and it's unfortunate that that, that is as significant a factor as it is, but it is. Let's be realistic about it. Um, so I, you know, I haven't talked to Mark in years and years. I, 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 knew him when he was younger, when his dad was still alive. And, um, uh, I, I know that he'll be offended by it, uh, deeply offended by it. And, and I would hope that he will, you know, meet out a significant punishment, uh, not really to beat the league to the punch to try and lessen, you know, what the league might do but just, again, because of how beyond defensive and inappropriate it is. Now, uh, you know, I suppose the question on everybody's mind, and it's not nearly as important, but it's relevant because it's happening now, it is would anything happen before Sunday? I, you know, I wouldn't think so. It might actually make sense for Gruden to say, I'm going to take the day off and, and hand the reins to mm-hmm. you know, Gus Bradley or whoever he wants. I, I, I don't know. Um, but it, it's tough going into that stadium Sunday you know, without something being done. So uh, I think we're all going to be watching the news very carefully in the next uh, 48 hours.
1: NFL Insider Hub, archer's Pro Football Weekly, is with us. You mentioned you haven't talk, uh, spoken to uh, Mark Davis in a long time. I don't know. Do you, do you speak to John Gruden? Have you spoken to him? What do you think of him as a person, and did this, this freaking blindside you or shock you?
4: You know, I've I've interviewed him in the past, but I I don't have a relationship with him. I I don't pretend to know him well. Uh, I have always had my doubts about him as a football coach, quite frankly, uh, and not as a bad coach, but just nowhere near the offensive guru or or genius that that some paint him to be. Um, But as as a person, I've always found him kind of entertaining. I've never, I'm not aware of anything like this, uh, anything this awful ever coming from him before. Uh, So it it really—it was just shocking. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I can't think of another word. I, and no, it's not something I would have ever anticipated that he would have done. But and, and you know, not that it matters whether it's written or spoken. But to put it in writing, you know, there, there's no hiding from it. And it's not like he, it was his younger days, or he he he's learned since, or he was immature. He was a full-grown man at the time, and, and so there's there's no hiding from this. It's just awful. And, and, and you know, it does come as a surprise. I, I didn't think that, that, that he would do something like this.
3: Huh, it almost feels like in terms of this weekend that you said, you know, the right thing to do might be to take the day off. I'm not sure how he can show up on that sideline this weekend. And whether it's about his players or, or about the fans or about the focus that would be taken away from the game. It feels like the only responsible thing to happen, whether it's John Gruden's choice or whether it's the league or Mark Davis's choice is for John Gruden not to be coaching the Raiders on Sunday,
4: yeah. I mean, we're on the same page now. it's going to be the focus, regardless. Um, uh, but I think that it probably would be less of a distraction to his team. And again, I'm trying to be careful here because the most important thing, Is just the horror of what he said, you know. But um, but all these other things are going to happen too. So as we as we look at those as separate subjects, um, I would think it would be probably less of a distraction to his team to not have him there than to have him there, and and that's a pretty unusual situation. So, um, but but I agree, you know. I I just I don't see how he can be on the sideline on Sunday. Uh, I've I've heard the initial. Um, you know, apology said he feels awful. I'm sure he does. Um, but there's a lot of work to do here to prove that he's not that guy and that he feels awful because of how horrible it was and not because he got caught and now he's got problems. So um, that isn't going to get fixed I- I- in the short term. And, you know, off the top, you mentioned the issues with Urban Meyer. Uh, the, the Jaguars were idiots for hiring him. I mean, Urban Meyer is who he is, you, you know, and, 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 you knew this was going to happen. I I wrote this, you know, not this specific incident, but something like this. Um, and, and and yet even with that, he, he embarrassed himself and he embarrassed his family and, 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 you know, he he questioned, he he created a question about his integrity and his honesty with his team, but, but that doesn't rise to the level of this. I mean, this is just racist and horrible. And, And so, um, uh, it, it's a, it's a really tough spot, you know, that, that, that Mark Davis and the Raiders now find themselves in.
3: in your years of covering the league. Is there anything that immediately pops to mind to you as comparable or similar or anything that, that you're, that, that you think of?
4: Boy, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I've been doing this a long time and, and you know, I, I, if you don't remember because you weren't born yet, but you've heard about, uh, you know, Jimmy the Greek's comments, uh, Howard Cosell oh, yeah. calling the receiver a monkey, uh, you know. These, these were horrible things, um, but, but even, you know, Cosell could make the argument. I, I didn't make the connection that the, the athlete I was calling a monkey was African-American. Uh, you know, this, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a clear you know, racist attack, quite frankly. I, I mean, dumb Morris Smith, I don't mind that so much. As I said, I, I'm not a big fan of Demora Morris Smith. But, but what did the other part of this horror, I don't even want to repeat it, what does that have to do with anything? I, you know, it, 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 there's no way you can hide um, from, from the racism behind it. And, and, and you know, I, listen, I've been in a lot of locker rooms, and I've heard a lot of players and coaches um, say some dumb things and some offensive things. Um, but I don't ever remember anybody publicly putting themselves in this position. Uh, certainly not a head coach or somebody in management. I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head that, that resembles this.
1: Hope, well, let's talk about the game a little bit. That's what we're all looking forward to. The Bears and a lot of Bears fans are going to be here in Vegas to go up against the Raiders. And, you know, it's funny we talked to a former Bear and uh, a big time host in Chicago, Tom Waddle, yesterday. And Tom was like, well, you know, Justin Fields is in there. Frankly, uh, he didn't think. Tom was saying, he didn't think the team had a great chance to be anything real significant this year. I, I think you believe differently. If Fields can give them a decent quarterback, they have a good enough defense. Uh, if they play at a high level like they did three years ago, they can be something.
4: Yeah, listen, Tommy's one of my best friends in the business, so I don't want to... <laughs> no, no, I wasn't ripping on that. Obviously, everyone has a different opinion on this team. Yeah, I don't know. He, he and I have a lot of fun with it. Um, uh, he, he did probably voice the, the consensus opinion around this team. And it puzzles me a little bit, but because when you stop and go up and down the roster, and you see the amount of Pro Bowl and All Pro talent that they have on this team, um, you know they, they certainly should be better than they've been. There is questions about Matt Nagy as a head coach. There is this weird place in that in three years under Nagy, coming into this season, they're, they're twenty eight and twenty. Uh, right. You know they they've never had a losing season. They've been in the playoffs two or three years but fans haven't been happy with the way they've done it or the fact that they really they backed into the playoffs last year. Nobody's pretending that, that was a great playoff season. But um, but they certainly don't rise to the level of criticism that they get. And then you read a lot of the national stuff, and I think that's probably what Tom is referring to, where you have folks picking them in the bottom five, bottom seven teams of the league. They have so much more talent than those other teams. But you know, you look at the six-game losing streak last year, and, and these are all real. So uh, where they're at right now at 2-2, two and two, um, uh, they were awful against the Browns because the offensive line has been a mess. That's a, something I guess Raiders fans know a little bit about right now, too. Um, but really, you know, other than trying to fix the offensive line, there's hope everywhere else. Uh, I, I think Justin Fields is going to be a great quarterback. I think they've gone to him too early. I, I, I do not agree with the move. Uh, to, to put him ahead of Andy Dalton on Sunday. The reason they brought Dalton here was the idea, you've got Nagy and GM Ryan Pace trying to thread a needle with this team where they, they had to find the franchise quarterback, but they also need to win games to save their jobs because there has been so much pressure on them the last two seasons for the two 500 campaigns. Um, and so I thought the best way to do both was to continue to develop fields the way they've been developing and then at least see if Andy Dalton, game manager, gives you a better chance to win in a game like this, but they've made the move for whatever their reasons are, and I will tell you guys, if you take the, if you look, take a close look at the tape from last week and that win over the Lions, there's nothing impressive about beating the Lions. They're one of the worst teams in the league, and they didn't exactly blow them out. But Justin Fields made five plays in that game that only the special ones make. The problem is that those five plays were half of an average day at the at the office on offense, 370 yards. And the other 52 plays were, were barely better than the historically bad game that they had in Cleveland. So, um, you know, figuring out who these guys are is tough. Defensively, it, it's it's all about, you know, uh, Khalil Mack and, and, and Robert Quinn and now Roquan Smith, Eddie Jackson. These guys are all all pros, uh, you know. I mean, so there's obviously, you know, scary talent there. And, and some of the younger guys you haven't heard about yet, uh, Jalen Johnson, last year's second-round pick, is, is almost as good right now as Kyle Fuller was, and that's why Fuller was released as a cap casualty. This kid, watch ninety-eight, Bilal Nichols. He's a fifth-round pick out of Delaware four years ago. He is emerging as a playmaking defensive tackle. Um, and, and then you got Roquan Smith is one of the best inside linebackers in football. So the defense is capable of doing great things, and, and they're, they're, they benefit this week from the fact that the Raiders have struggled to run the ball. Uh, now it looks like Akeem Hicks. I, I can't imagine he'll play. You no, know, seeing that injury. Um, last week, I talked to Khalil just about an hour or two ago over at Hellas Hall, and and he says I'm hundred percent. You know, he <laughs> did sit out of practice two days, but Khalil always says that. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, and after the injury, he got a sack and a half last week. So, um, it's going to be fun. I, I, you know, listen, I, I I'm picking the Raiders. He didn't ask yet, but I'll tell you, um, I, I do think it's going to be a close football game. I think the Bears are ready to give him a run. Um, and, and I know the Raiders have their issues, but I know they also have a tremendous home field advantage in that new building, and Derek Carr is playing lights out. And, and the matchup, you know, Derek Carr versus the rookie quarterback, it just, it, to me, it favors the Raiders a little too much.
1: Hope we appreciate the time. Tough uh, topic to talk about, but I'm sure the NFL will do the right thing and Mark Davis will do the right thing, so we appreciate the time. Thanks for having me, guys. Have a great weekend. There he is, longtime scribe. Great show with Pro Football Weekly. Also a sideline guy uh, with Westwood One Hub Arkish here on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, we uh, turn the page. We'll get to some more of the Raiders talk and talk about the defensive back issues as one of our football insiders on Fridays, the former Eagle, Mark McMillan, is up on Cofield and
0: Company. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. The Baltimore Colts host the Indianapolis Colts for a primetime showdown. Hey, wait, hold on a moment. Sorry, I'm a child of the 70s, and when I see the Colts, I think of Baltimore, so... Sorry, let's try it again. It's the Indianapolis Colts heading back to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. You can bet Baltimore will be alive for this one, but at least we know one thing that's easy to remember. It's Monday. Cofield & Company from 2 to 5, live from Twin Peaks, immediately followed by the game on ESPN Las Vegas. You're listening to Cofield & Company on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: It's a Friday, Cofield and Company, so we check in with our buddy, football insider, former chief and eagle, Mark McMillan. Thursday night football, Mark. Uh, mixed bag. I thought the Rams looked pretty good, but obviously uh, one of the stories of the game was that uh, Rams defense being able to uh, knock around Russell Wilson.
2: Um, that was a great game plan that they had. The Rams have been playing uh, pretty good football the last couple of weeks, Um you know they lost a tough one to the uh, to the Cowboys, but uh, what what Aaron Donald? I know I know that's part of the topic. What he's able to do? Um, somebody tweeted out a picture of him actually getting held by two guys, and they didn't even call the holding call uh, the penalty <laughs> on that call. But what the Rams able to do? Man they they play the, they play the game old school. You know Jalen Ramsey. Uh, you know he still plays with that dog mentality. Uh, he's pushing receivers out of bounds. He doesn't care about getting penalties. And if you're a receiver, especially in this day and age, if you go against him, you know it's going to be a long day. Almost like going against Steve Smith for the Carolina Panthers on the wide receiver end uh, of the ball. So, man, what what they're able to do, fly around. Obviously, Stafford, uh, you know, was hampered a little bit, but uh, you know, I want to give a, a, a big props to uh, Coach Eric Yarbrough, uh, who's coaching the wide receivers at the Rams. You know, he doesn't do social media; he's under the radar. Um, he coached uh, at UCLA. Uh, you know, played college football, but. What he was able to do uh, with Cooper Cup, uh, you know, he's probably one of the best receivers in the game right now uh, as far as getting open and moving the chains. And uh, Robert Woods is playing at a high level as well. Man,
1: oh, man, on the Seattle side, high hopes. You know, you get a win last week against the Niners, and now they're 2-3, and and now they could be facing a couple of weeks. We don't know officially, but Russell Wilson, as it's described, has a badly sprained finger. That thing looked nasty.
2: Yeah, he's got a bad finger, but, you know, like Ronnie Lott said, you still got nine more. You know, uh, you, you, you tape it up and, and you go after it. But, you know, he's a tough guy. I'm sure he's going to bounce back from that. But, you know, way it bent. You know, obviously Aaron Donald, you know, that was just a hand. You know, so it, it's going to be tough, especially on his throwing hand.
1: You ever have a hand injury, like uh, kind of gruesome
2: where, you know, you got a dislocation like that? I've, I've always messed up my hands, uh, my thumbs, my, my, you know, my, Pinky fingers, you know, playing the game uh, as a cornerback. You know, you're out, you're constantly getting your hands on receivers, constantly getting your hands uh, jammed in bat spaces, and you just tape them up. You tape the fingers together, and you just rock and roll with it. So, you know, he's getting paid a lot of money to be worried about some little finger. You got, you got nine more. Strap it up, Russ.
1: There you go. Toughen up, Buttercup. Mark McMillan is with us. Uh, let's talk about injuries, more serious injuries, and you were just talking about cornerbacks. The Raiders are really up against it here as uh, they're having yeah. to go deep Ah, uh, real deep on the depth chart to get guys out there on the edge.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate because uh, the back end has been playing really good. Um, you know, as far as uh, the past seasons, you know they've really stepped it up. Obviously, you know you got Crosby coming off the end, uh, getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback. That's making it uh, easier for those guys on the back end. But you know they're losing some key guys uh, in some key positions, and you know in that division you need three starting cornerbacks in that in that position. And, you know, those guys are playing really well, um, you know, on the road the other night. And and uh, when those guys went down, it kind of showed uh, going into the fourth quarter. But they showed a lot of fight. They came back in the second half. Uh, you know, they still moved the ball. Carr is still playing at a, at a high level. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to get down on the guy because they lost a game in a tough environment. Uh, it was almost like a home game for the Raiders if you, if you listen to it on TV. Yep.
1: Uh, what's your advice? You know, you're a small guy, Mighty Mac. Um, what's your advice for guys like Robertson, who's like you know five seven, five eight? Funny, uh, you know what? I actually talked to one of your uh, your buddies on the UNLV roster, Bryce Jackson, the other day, and Bryce is about yeah. five nine. He plays more safety, but he's on you know he's on the island sometimes. What's your advice for small guys, especially when they're going against guys like say Mike Williams? Uh, and in, you know, in uh, in this case, this week, uh, you're gonna have you know pretty big receiver in Allen Robinson. So what do you tell right. the small guys in terms of coverage?
2: Um, you just got to study a lot of film. Um, you know, you got to try to look for little uh, bits and pieces that can help you get yourself an advantage. Um, Planning, NF- you know, in the NFC East all the time, playing against Michael Irvin, you know, Rob Moore, those guys were 6'4", 6'5", and I had to use every, uh, you know, little tricks of the trade. Uh, you try to find little ways, uh, you know, when they're going to break down because it's harder for a taller receiver to break down and come out of his break than a shorter receiver. So, uh, you know, you just got to study your game plan, you uh, I know Bryce Jackson's the guy. I, I knew Bryce since he was like four years old, yeah. you know, the safety for UNLV. Uh, a great player, um, a leader back there in their secondary as well. Uh, but for a smaller cornerback, you know, you just really got to be on your game. All right, let's talk
1: about another change. Uh, it looks like Alex Leatherwood is going to move inside the Alabama Whoa. tackle. Uh, he did play some guard a while back at Alabama. I think he got, you know, double-digit starts at guard. On short notice, I mean, I know you didn't play the offensive line, but wh- how, how big is that switch from going to tackle to guard?
2: Oh, that's a big switch for that guy. Um, you know, he's been playing tackle his whole career, you know, especially at the University of Alabama. Um, and then going inside, you know, um, you're going to have the likes of the Aaron Donalds inside, you know, the guys that you got to try to, you know, handle yourself. And, you know, uh, for a tackle, you know, they, they you got good feet, you know, so that's why, you know, you're on the outside. But going inside, man, it's going to be really tough for those guys, especially in a transition phase right now. You're in the middle of a, of a good push in a division. You're still uh, pushing for that playoff spot, um, so it, it's going to be pretty interesting. And switching midweek, you know. So and you got the Bears coming in uh, that, that can really get after the passer.
1: Around the division, you think the Chiefs are in trouble? I'm actually playing the Chiefs against the Bills. Can the Bills take them out?
2: I think the Bills are playing at a really good high level. They're very confident. Um, they know they can beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs are coming off, you know, some they, – they came off a win last week against the Eagles. I was at the game. But as far as the defensive side of the ball, they still gave up 37 points. And Jalen threw for almost 400 yards. So, uh, you know, you got Josh coming in who can sling the ball all over the yard. Uh, so it's going to be pretty interesting. You know, I know Kansas City fans are probably like, yo, you can't bet against us. But, you know, it, it's a tough environment. But I, I'm going to go with the Bills on, on the road with this one.
1: Damn, Mark McMillan with us, the former NFL player. He's got Grillin McMillan. Up on the web. We'll get to uh, some of the uh, cooking and uh, grilling exploits in just a couple Woo! minutes. Uh, the other game that involves a division team, well, one of the other games, is the uh, Broncos going to the Steelers. So it sounds like Teddy Bridgewater is a go. Uh, he's coming Teddy. off a concussion. Not to sound vicious, but do defenses actually talk about a quarterback coming in who is coming off a concussion?
2: Well, I, I don't know if it's talked about, but it's written. It's yeah. a written rule. Yeah. You know, if a guy is a little banged up, Uh, You're going to go after that particular uh, body part. Um, You know, obviously you see what happened when uh, Teddy went down. You know, the Broncos wasn't the same uh, offense. So, you know, nothing against Teddy. If I was playing the game, say, hey, man, nothing personal. But, you know, if I get a chance to get a shot at you, I'm going to take that shot. Yeah.
1: Uh, What do you think is going to happen? Can the Broncos go on the road and beat the Steelers?
2: the Steelers oh my gosh i think you can play quarterback right now uh, <laughs> having, for the Steelers that's how bad time. that's that's how bad Ben is playing right now but i know that's that's the best they have you know yeah. obviously it seems like that's the best they have right now so um I, I i think they can go on the road and beat pittsburgh they're struggling big time um Najee Harris is carrying the ball a lot uh, i don't think he can last 16 weeks or 17 weeks uh, going at that pace and i just hope they don't run the young man into the ground cuz he's a really good player
1: well, dude at Alabama, right? Alabama this weekend had a rousing victory against Woo, Ole Miss. Well done, baby. Does it matter that Lane Kiffin was talking so much trash before the game?
2: No, no, it doesn't matter. You know, that's Lane. You know, when he was with uh when he was with the staff at Alabama, he was doing the same thing, you know. He was the only coach really tweeting stuff like that. So I know Nick Saban really didn't agree with it, but you know, for Lane to come out and say that, you know, that's just his character. Um, no one took it serious. You know, we still like Lane. Lane threw up, you know, he helped us win some <laughs> national championships. And, you know, he's got some good sound bites, man. He's a good follower on Twitter. And, you know, obviously, uh, I see they, they're going to give popcorn to the first 5,000 fans over there in Ole Miss. So, everybody wins, man. There
1: you go. There you go. Well, speaking of food, how was uh, you were at the Eagles Chiefs last week. How was the Eagles tailgating?
2: Uh, the Eagles tailgate, man, it, it continues to get better. And, you know, uh, I'll, I'll be back. I think I was like my second time back already uh so i'll be back again next week uh for the bucks game so i'm excited about that uh the spread that they have from cheesesteaks to to hoagies to to breakfast burritos nice. even my man i had a guy said, man what do you want this week uh i spoke to him on social media the man made ribs nice he hooked your boys up with some grilled ribs some smoked ribs he's like man i've been up all night trying to make these ribs hoping oh you'll God. come by the tailgate party and i came by man the the ribs are falling off the bone. I got to give it to my Mary know how to smoke some ribs.
1: Nice. I was like, the least you could do is go by and have the ribs after he asked you, right? Um, what's going on with What's going on with you and uh, your latest venture with uh, barbecue, bourbon, and barbells?
2: Uh, we, we just launched my uh, new T-shirt for the ladies. We got tank tops. You know, I have the red one for the cheese fans, so they won't get a little salty. Um, I'm working on my seasons that should be coming out pretty soon um, that people can purchase, and I, I'm just excited, man. I had a opportunity to get featured in the game day magazine last week for the eagles which was kind of big for me you know that was real big you know i'm not playing the game anymore but from them to feature Grilla mcmillan in the game day magazine what well, was ex- you know i'm excited
1: i saw that you got a uh, a care package of charcoal does you know different types or do different types of charcoal matter
2: yeah it, it does matter i got uh shout out to my guys over there at jealous devil uh charcoal uh, they sent me out a nice little care package of charcoal that I've been smoking with on my Dino Glow grill. So it, it, it definitely a different flavor. Uh gives it out a different heat. It stays uh hotter longer. Um so I'm I'm excited with the product, man. So I don't know what I'm gonna be smoking today. I got some chicken, I got some mushrooms, I got some jalapeno peppers. Man, ain't no telling what's gonna grow on that grill tonight, baby.
1: Nice. All right, Mark. Good combo. We'll talk to you.
2: I right, appreciate you, man.
1: There he is, Mark McMillan, our Friday NFL insider, former Eagle, former Chief, Mighty Mac. His spot today is brought to you by our friends over at Crazy Horse 3. Speaking of that, so we got a cool deal going on this week, another post-game party at Crazy Horse 3. is Fox Sports Radio and Comp. Greg Salerno is going to be out there hosting from 4 to 7 after the big game right across the street at Allegiant. And uh, Lindsey from Crazy Horse 3 is with us so I gave a little bit of the uh, details but tell everyone in the Vegas audience what's going on this weekend at Crazy Horse 3.
5: Thank you so much for having me Steve. Crazy Horse 3 is the place to watch the games pre-game, before the game, hang with us during the game, and then of course party with us after. We have hundreds of the most beautiful women on the planet. We have tons of food specials. We're actually doing half-price on our uh, food specials for our happy hour menu, half-price cocktails, uh, and of course free entry for anybody that has a game ticket. So even if you're over at Allegiant Stadium, we're footsteps away. Just walk on over and you'll receive free entry as well.
1: The other cool thing is you can actually go through the website up at Crazy Horse three.com and you can book packages and your packages are nuts because uh, every one of them, basically you get almost the entire thing back in food and beverage credit.
5: Exactly. We actually, by popular demand, we just added our five ninety nine stadium after party package and that comes complete with the 5.99 food and beverage credit. Plus, you get VIP entry for four, a complimentary parking spot, and then you get all the bells and whistles, the, the table service, the mixers, and, you know, we roll out the red carpet for you.
1: Crazy Horse 3, big uh, after party, after the game. You walk right across the street. It's the closest Gentleman's Club to the stadium. And you heard the important part in there from Lindsay. All the other stuff is cool. The ladies, the food and beverage. You know uh, what a pain in the ass it is to park. You can park right there, and it's, like, literally one of the closest parks Parking spots and it's included uh, in this package, which is awesome. I want you to talk about the kitchen because the the drinks and the half price on the drinks is awesome. But this kitchen, like people here, gentlemen's club, oh, kitchen, like I'm telling you, folks, this is a place with good food, right, Lindsay?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, we were just nominated for the best of Las Vegas for a bunch of different food categories. People are going crazy over our pizza, our tacos. We've got quesadillas, burgers, breakfast sandwiches, uh, bowls, uh, salads, anything you can think of. And of course, I mean, who doesn't want to watch the game with some of the most beautiful women that you've ever seen?
1: And let's also kind of knock down uh, any hesitancy by some people. Couples are welcome. Women are welcome. I hear all the time women are like, I don't know I'm allowed in. Uh, I was out there a couple weeks ago after the Dolphin game, and it was like couple after couple. Uh, a lot of Dolphins fans, but a lot of Raider fans were coming in and having a good time.
5: Yeah, I mean, our ladies definitely love ladies as well. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just a place to be, you know – Bring your companion. Come alone. We welcome all, and we'll definitely leave like that lasting impression. Our our viewing party uh, comes with a lot of benefits that you won't find anywhere else. Here's
1: what we're gonna do right now. Uh, Caller seven and eight three six four eleven hundred three six four one one zero zero. You call in. You talk to Ari. And he's going to hook you up with a VIP table uh, at Crazy Horse 3. Make sure you're going to go because this is a great opportunity. But we got a couple of VIP tables. We'll give them away right now. 364-1100. caller 7 and 8 for the big Crazy Horse 3 after party, after the big game
0: at the stadium. Lindsey, thrilled that you came on.
5: Thank you for having me, Steve.
0: Cofield
4: and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas.